0: Why hello there! If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Why Jesus will bless you. So go check out patreon.com/backslash. High score 510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help Taco Pablo relocate to Wichita, Kansas. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Hey, Joe, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Yeah, let me give
1: one out to myself for allowing my grown kids to come over here and just do whatever they want. That's just for me. I don't have a computer plug. I don't have my old cell phone, all because of my grown kids coming over here uh, running through my bedroom. I'm going to have to uh, put a lock on my uh, master bedroom. Uh, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to call it a master bedroom. That's that's not
0: politically correct. A master. Hey, that's not politically
2: correct.
1: That's funny because I, I call my bedroom the slave bedroom. Come on. That's what you need to call it. Start tying up women. Come on. I do not condone kind enough women making love to them. There's unless they, a, unless they ask for it and agree unless, and we have a safe word. I don't need a safe word, I just need a contract.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought your safe word uh, was John
3: 316. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> this is
1: terrible. Real oh I'm just,
3: I'm just I'm just trying to
2: make sure I get to hell so I can choke that dude to create a zoom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come to
1: your fine state of North Carolina.
0: NC's uh-huh. finest over here. <laughs> NC's <Yeah>. finest. <laughs> How y'all doing? You look like a tall glass of peach sorbet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a,
3: it's
4: a big frame of profile. What's going on. <laughs> How's that heat, man? It's it's, man, it's rough. It's rough. But it's like rain four times since we've been here, which it feels weird. I was like, nice used to rain out there on the West Coast for the yeah. last couple
0: of years. We're in like the fourth stage of drought in most districts in California right now. It's like extreme drought, apparently. We're going to have a good, another good fire season. So if you guys want to come visit, it's a great time to be a tourist in California. It's during our fire season. It's something to behold when... Half the state is on fire. You get some uh, orange skies. Um, you also get lots of ash in your chest. You also feel the urge to contact your friends that have boats. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. all the freeways blocked off. We got it today, Brandon. A- Aaron. Aaron's also once again having, as normal, computer issues. So, uh, <laughs> so he's not here yet. I feel like Aaron's the type of person that just says
4: yes to any email that he gets like so he's like hey you want to get 10% off of this yes
0: we're going to need to talk to him because he said he said his main computer is starting to crash and I don't know if that's because he's doing the lord's work or because it's just getting old
1: no it's, it, both <laughs> yeah, and he's probably doing the lord's work at a higher rate now <laughs> right because he doesn't
4: like he's not he's not a gamer so he's not downloading all kind of games out
0: no he's not downloading games no.
4: i don't know if he's in the into the chat room thing or he's just messaging people
0: no i think he's just i think he's just downloading wave uh mp4 uh, video files <laughs> <laughs> that are all
1: corrupted. Hold on, let me, let me get done half the headset. I think this headset's going bad. Pedro looks
0: like an older version of my, my homie Daryl, my old college roommate right now. Pedro looks like he DJed at the Senior
4: Citizen House. Yeah. They're at a Waffle House. You know,
2: that one Waffle House that actually has room? Yeah, Pedro looked like he DJ at that place where the owner had to kick people off for twerking.
0: He looked like he he over here DJing that Bible study for the kids. So
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he's a church DJ. They bring him in to do the Bible studies and the the, the, the Saturday morning youth and stuff like that. Uh, all keep right, the kids in the church.
0: We call him DJ. Play another
2: hit, and all he keep playing is DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Pits, and Psycho Quest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He over here trying to install his equipment before he start playing. Everyone waiting while he's 30 minutes late to start playing because he's still <laughs> trying to read the instruction manuals on this stuff. <laughs> so I did the tutorial online.
4: <laughs> he's got alcohol wipes on the bottom of his CDs. <laughs> oh, I
1: don't think he could hear us. No, I couldn't at first.
0: No, I think Pedro is on his iPad now.
1: Yeah, no, I'm on my cell phone. Oh,
0: that's why. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um... The power plugs got mixed up somehow. My daughter, she's got a Dell, and she took my power plug home because she can't stop coming over here for some reason.
4: All that free food and
1: and free water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she's damn near 40, Brandon. I just told told her mother, I was like, you you got these grown-ass kids coming over here asking for everything. It's not like they don't have their own jobs and cars and stuff. They just just over here for attention. She we got a boyfriend it. and everything. I, I don't. I don't get it. When I was when I was what twenty years old, you know, I was out the house. I was dating old old black women.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Y'all ready to start the show? I think I'm kind of ready. Y'all
2: ready to start the show?
0: I thought I got here late, but apparently. Brandon, you can't. <laughs> <You came> <laughs> Brandon, as you can see, not much has changed. Brandon, I need a letter. Oh, let's see what letter is here. U. Ooh, okay. Unique, ubiquitous, ugly, uncanny, uncircumcised, unfaithful, any kind of uns. Um, <laughs> eulogy <laughs> eulogy um foo um foo foo welcome ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the high score 510 podcast you can get us at high score 510 on the instagram youtube and the twitter and the dot com and check us out on patreon at patreon.com backslash high 510 and get our exclusive content and also make sure you check out our patreon un- unlocked uh, episode. Last week we were off, we are back, but we unlocked one of our Patreon bonus content episodes, our game of Irish Family Feud. Go ahead and give that a gander while you got a chance. Anywho, we are here with... Uh, this is
2: AG3. Um, I'm just coming at you today. I'm not, I haven't been fast at all. I haven't been moving fast or anything fast. So I'm just coming at you today.
0: All right. Yeah. Here's your sound bite, Aaron.
3: Welcome to hell.
1: <laughs> Crazy so, thing is, I went I went to high school with two of them fools. I think <laughs> I know I know the third dude I went to high school. That's Aaron. Cr- come is on, they, man. No, no, the dude name is Aaron. No. I need to Crenshaw High School.
2: I was gonna say the crazy thing about this is that I was in L.A. during like a, I think my first year. It was my first summer break or my first winter break of freshman year, and I got a, I was at Fit Walk and Venice Beach with a friend of mine, Tanita, and we got free tickets. They want us to come watch a screen for free of a movie, and you know you have to fill out like things that they need to prove on things like that. And it was Tales in the Hood, but it didn't have none of the special effects in it, dude. <laughs> and, and they changed up some of the story later on I was like wait
1: wait Thursday. this story whole way different from when I saw it
0: and we are here with
1: hey everybody it's uh, Captain P Funk just uh, spending a lot of money now Floyd <laughs> <laughs> Mayweather now yeah, spending money like Floyd May- Mayweather and the truck ain't even broke <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Here's your soundbite.
4: Surprise! 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 Look who's walking. Oh. Oh. Now, nigga. I thought
2: you said you was crippled. Oh, oh sweet pea. We're all crippled in some way. Put it down. You win. Now,
3: this is the way it's gonna work. I can hear it. I'm gonna take your little Mexican friend with me, no, one. and I'm gonna kill him. I'm Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B.
1: <laughs> That's where I got Samson from right there. Was I want to talk thing. to Samson. So Aaron had went to a screen and I also went to a boot I also had the bootleg version of Minister Society. McCain didn't die.
2: Now now that was bad.
1: That. that was that was bad. And, and Bun B actually talked about it on I think Talib Kweli's podcast how they had to film two versions or three versions. That's and crazy. He, I don't know how the dude got the, the bootleg version of him not dying, but they got the bootleg version of him not dying.
2: <laughs> and yeah. the funny thing about that is me and this fool used to argue over the argument for years. Cause yeah, I don't know, we, we, both, we both saw different movies. Cause I saw it like when it first came out and then we just argued for years over a movie. And then I finally found out he saw the bootleg version.
4: All right, and we are here with- Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, AKA Taco Pablo, just out here killing June bugs, listening to Summer Rain. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. There we go, here TP. we go. Daddy, Daddy, can we watch TV? Ah!
3: Ah! Daddy, old King, I finished my homework. Can you watch TV?
4: Let me hear your report.
1: Okay abraham lincoln was born in a log cabin in illinois this poor white trash mm-hmm. would on to become the president of the united states yes.
2: what's in office this white capitalist swine swine manipulated
3: the freedom of the black man for his own political career three brother, do another piece of poor white trash shot him in the head the end Woo. thank you jesus <laughs> Hold on, dude.
4: Hold on. Just gonna say that's better than anything Key and Peel every day.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so you on you on that trip, Brandon. Keen <laughs> and Peel's not that funny.
2: No, they
4: weren't. Not together.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like it's like Saturday Night Live. Like once a
4: quarter they'll get something right. Yeah. Like the like the football dance one was hilarious or stuffs substitute teacher one
0: yeah, every, every, every few weeks, they would be like, man, you see that new key and peel. I'm like, oh, there's a new one. Like, yeah, it comes out every week, though. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Every week, every few weeks they had something
1: uh, Too cornball ish for me, man. It was the cornball brothers. Yeah. yeah. One coon die real hard. Actually, uh, Keenan on SNL. I think that was their best episode. That was their best SNL episode this uh, season is when no. he was on it yeah because they, they have not been they have not been good
0: well they, you know SNL has been it's been hard for SNL because ever since Trump has been out of office you know what I'm saying like that like they were and that was something they talked about that people were talking about is like SNL hasn't had to do really any work because of the administration and the politically charged you know uh, uh, state of affairs in our country like everything wrote itself what was going on in the White House for like the last four years and then it's like what are they gonna do when the if, if, if Trump doesn't win, and he's out of the White House, they are gonna have a hard time coming up with material to keep up with, you know, whatever is going on. And they're gonna be tested as writers, and they have been because you know, they were able to get, you know, saying your boy Alec Baldwin to do Trump anytime they really wanted to, and he became a mainstay, you know, showing up all the time. And and then the Rudy Giuliani angle and all the other crazy Kellyanne Conway angles, like they just couldn't make shit like, like it was too easy. And now they ain't got it. They ain't got it like they used to. So so
2: so the little girl was the one from Jackson Park. That was in I'm gonna get you sucker.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I was telling you. Most <laughs> people has don't know the little
2: that. little boy been in? I'm trying to figure out.
0: I don't know what that little boy is. man. is that Charlie Hunnam? Is a Sons of Anarchy or something? <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> the She's
4: most overrated teaching. actor. Probably teaching African American studies at Howard now.
0: Yeah, the way he's come speaking, on. you know what I'm saying? Shoot, he probably at Jackson <laughs> State working with Dion History Department. He, uh, might
2: be. He, he might be working on world issues of colored men uh, working for them with Kyrie Irving.
0: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose, uh, Tink Tink, the D is so it's just JART. Here's my sound bite. This one's dedicated to Kyrie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. That's my my favorite, favorite lines ever. That no, is <laughs> <laughs> this,
4: this definitely made me realize I was watching movies way too young. Like, I'm <laughs> way
0: too young.
2: Uh, <laughs> when that came out, that came out ninety four.
0: Yeah, I remember I watched that yeah, shit. I-
2: I was when my family finally got cable TV, and I was able to watch that and
0: like premiere on HBO. That was one of the first times I saw butt sex being presented as a thing in prison. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they they just they just raping each other. They enjoying it. It didn't look happy." <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, shout out to uh, Clarence Williams III sponsorship. Uh, RIP. Come on our show.
1: Uh anyways. Uh L
0: <laughs> Come on, man. I don't you know. Want, come on, Jerry. You
1: want you you want the casket on the skull? I
2: don't, I'm sure <laughs> he's, he's gonna get do. buried in a decent time frame like James Brown.
0: <laughs> I was hoping they we were gonna get him to do the uh the the biopic of James Brown, because I think he would have been great because he got the sweaty face syndrome like James Brown do, you know what I'm saying? He could pick up and do that whole sweaty face thing, but it's too bad. Now now we're gonna be stuck with uh, you know what I'm saying. Your boy, Michael B. Jordan. What would what, 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 Michael B. Jordan do? Kobe! Michael B. Jordan has signed up for a Hulu original, <laughs> Hulu Studios original, to play Clarence Williams III in a biopic, Aaron. What will Michael B. Jordan do?
2: Yeah, I'm Michael B. Jordan. I got into this. I learned this new thing called method acting. So I'm ready to act out Clarence Thomas III, one of his parts. Right now, this is him in Sugar Hill when he was on top of the, uh, on top of getting beat on top of the, the, the brownstone. Gus, I'm sorry. This is him in Tales in the Hood. I'm going to really hit the method on this one. So you guys might be shocked. Don't, don't, don't remember. You want the shit? The, you want the shit? The shit is what you want? I'll give you the shit. Straight in hell. Ha 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 ha. Oh, oh this is from him from the Attica movie too. Do it. Do it. Fuck him up. I'm Michael B. Jordan. You just with this method actor, Clarence Thomas III. Go ahead go and start engraving my name on that Oscar already. Matter of fact, just go ahead and put, put Laura Harvey's name on it. I'm going to give it to
0: her. Uh, shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Come on our show. Sponsorship. I will say I've seen a couple things
4: with Michael B. Jordan in it recently. He does act like he's asking somebody for directions most of the
3: time. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I
4: think I'm on the right street. Can <laughs> <laughs> you tell me which way the first street is?
2: Only only person in every role. You think he's looking for a Metro PCS store?
0: <laughs> Taco Pablo, you back? Uh, how how are things treating you out there? We know you just moved to uh, it's not Wichita, Kansas, but it is instead North Carolina. You got the youngest one on in the house with you too. you Y'all uh, y'all doing well out there? Adjusting to the heat and the in the culture and the 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 thunderstorms.
4: Oh, no, man, it's, it's been nice. I think for us, uh, it's been exciting to see the rain. I'm pretty sure that will wear off very soon. But <laughs> I, I felt like uh, our three-and-a-half-year-old didn't know what to do when it came down raining because, well, it's been, like, scattered showers. So it comes down real hard for, like, ten minutes, and it's just sunny, right? Mm-hmm. So we're trying about to get out of the grocery store, and it's raining. he's like, I don't want to go out there. And I'm like, <laughs> you're going to
3: have to get used to this. <laughs> you in the south, they're going to rain a lot.
4: Now I had to think better of it because number one, I'm still driving around with my California license plate, my California ID, mm-hmm. so I don't necessarily need to be dragging my kid into the grocery store. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. scared of the rain. Don't need, don't need that kind of attention right now. But yeah, definitely getting used to it. <laughs> See
2: that yeah. show sure you, Brandon, on the Deep South. Because in the Deep South, he would have been able to yell at the kid and then drag her in <laughs> they told her to shut the hell up. And then you know, oh, man, he in the Deep South, it's fine.
0: <laughs> he, and
4: the, he he, he too much of a northern-south place. They <laughs> got some good northern sensibilities. <laughs> you see him over there. That's gonna be you in a minute. That's how other parents
0: look at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, any uh good uh restaurants you've had out there that uh, that have changed the game for you yet, or any any new uh, new little snacks out there that we don't have on the west coast that you are like, oh man, this is I can't believe I've been missing this.
3: Oh,
4: I mean, we're, so out in the Bay, we're definitely uh, food snobs. We feel like we we have access to good food everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. If you're not good, you close down pretty quickly. But here, you'll hang on for years. Like, you'll hang on for years being a mediocre restaurant. Um, yeah. So we've had a couple of those instances. There were a couple of good Thai places um, on the search for a good taco. Mm-hmm. Have, not found, have not found that just yet. And
1: the barbecue is a third of the price and twice as good
0: Okay, so barbecue is, is popping out there.
1: Look, you ain't you can't find no tacos because the expandi- the Hispanics ain't made it that far north yet.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> like it. how Pedro's being culturally
2: appropriate by calling him Hispanic since Brandon was in the East Coast South. Uh, <laughs> no. and, the well,
1: Spaniards ain't welcome here. Well, it
0: depends <laughs> on who you vote for if you The vote Spanish before, speaking Negroes. you could call them Latin, Latinx if you La, voted this oh, before. Latinx is <laughs> the Latinx Okay, okay. Well, I'm I definitely uh, want to get some of that barbecue. They got the apples, they got the apple cider uh base vinegar uh, sauces out there.
4: It, it, it's all vinegar based uh, barbecue here oh
0: there. that's my that's my steeze i need to go out there because
4: <laughs> we're at a restaurant they're like oh do you want? Well, we have like sweet baby raisin we have our house made barbecue sauce i was like let's try the house base and i was like this is just really like not spicy hot sauce like this is what
3: it's <laughs>
0: <good>. <laughs> it <does. laughs> but it's good it usually got good flavor right it had good flavor put on a hit
4: it's like they put some of that Tony Cashiers in in a, in a in a vinegar and they mix it around there and it's our barbecue sauce. It's okay. okay.
1: I, I I imagine the bar- barbecue would be better there in North Carolina. I haven't had barbecue in North Carolina. I had it in I had the famous uh, Arthur Bryant's in Kansas City. Sure. And I'm gonna tell you the sauce is good, but um, I think the meat's overrated. What? Uh, yeah, I, I, I like. You, order? you probably ordered
3: chicken. What did you order? No,
1: man, beef brisket. <laughs> Why would I go out there and order chicken? You do some shit like that, man. You
2: might go out there and be like, "Hey, man, hey, can I just get a wing, <laughs> man?" Because
1: you, because you, you do Wayne Kang. That's a lot. No, I'm going wing. Only order wings at gas stations, <laughs> grocery stores, gas stations in inside the um, service areas for uh, diesel oil change.
0: There you so go. I get
4: your chicken wings the same place you get your donuts. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> Come go to the donut spot and give me a couple ways. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we got we got it. We got a spot here in Arizona it's called Chicken and Donuts. And it's, it's what it's closed on Tuesdays and Sundays. Yeah, he knows the schedule. He's
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you right there, he knows the schedule.
1: That's you know, the we got, but it, it's not all that good. They, they they're a little overpriced and they just trying to, I guess they are trying to uh make money off the excitement. They got gourmet donuts. They, they put cereal on the donuts and stuff like that.
0: Let's get into some, some news, some fan mail. Fan mail from Strong On Science on uh, Instagram sent us a, a news article and said, effing hell, with a link to an article about Nevada. Last week, a Nevada governor Steve Sisolak signed a series of bills related to tribal law, one of which bans the racist practice of sundown sirens in 2021, (laughs) which due to the odd quirks of history are still rung out at least in one rural town uh, every day, south of Reno. This is on Raw Story, shout out to Raw Story sponsorship. Uh, Sundown (laughs) sirens were traditionally a warning for non-white people in the town to leave at the end of the day, as their presence was not allowed after sundown. As the Daily Beast reports, while the bans uh, on non-white people have gone away, in the town of Minden, the siren itself has not. Critics say the sirens have their roots in the 1908 ordinance in Gardnerville, a town that borders Minden, requiring all non-white individuals be home by 630. The decree targeted Native Americans, reported Corbin Bowles. That was expanded in 1917 when Douglas County, which houses both towns, adopted the law and imposed a $25 jail fine or fine and jail time, or both on violators. The siren was later moved to Minden, where it's been ever since. The ordinance was repealed in 1974 after it was ruled unconstitutional, but the siren remained. Residents of Minden, population 3,150, have said the siren is part of the town's culture and is not a racist symbol, rather, Minnan officials have said in a 2006 resolution states siren honored local volunteers.
2: Look here, look here. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> I tell you this though, I'm all right with able to put the
3: sirens over here in Oakland where I'm at. But only I only would take the siren if they put the law in too and keep some of these who's You, I, I, I agree to it. <laughs> I ain't mad at that then. I agree to it. Bring it out here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fireworks at 1 30 in the morning i'll take that and the sundown rule uh, go backwards you know if you ain't gonna appreciate the freedoms you got now or even if it's not a 100 free or 100 equal if it was gonna act like this then let's go ahead and just take it back take it back make people really appreciate something make america great again <laughs> i don't want to make america great again because i don't know i tell you what because it never was great for some people I just I mean, want people to stop popping fireworks at one thirty and arguing and fighting Just make the them think twice before they do stuff like that again. Exactly. Just make them think twice. Like, you know what? The sun is down. Maybe I shouldn't pop this, shoot off this one that explodes and goes in the air and explode again at 1.30 in the morning. Maybe I shouldn't be out here drinking and hollering at somebody. <laughs> Give us three.
0: We need to see Aaron. I need to see Aaron on KTVU and Kron 4 at night talking about how they need to institute new uh, sundown uh, firecracker laws in Oakland
1: it <laughs> right now. They can start it tomorrow. They can start today, tonight. I'm actually at like Aaron, I'm actually uh, um, one the sundown law when it comes to drag racing down this street. I'm trying <laughs> to get the association to put some speed bumps down here. Uh, These around here, be revenue. They get they get right here, just like Aaron, get right in my backyard and start their burnout
0: i'm gonna need them to put a sundown siren uh on the side of my building for the people who are starting to refrequent the bar across the street from my apartment how about that
2: (laughs) that will be nice (laughs) just wait did you you, wait to tuesday jared you complain about that now wait to tuesday
0: oh shit yeah everything's opening back up on tuesday shout out to gavin newsom sponsorship boxing was put back on the map. In the last 2 weeks, there have or in the last week there's been some major boxing events happening. Number 1, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul sold a million pay-per-views for their 8-round boxing exhibition match. Shout out sponsorship. Um in other news, your boy Lamar Odom fought Aaron I, I want Candy Carter and beat him with a TKO. What do you guys think about that?:
2: First started, I don't know why you call them major boxing events, dude. <laughs> but some of them didn't look like boxing. I'm glad I didn't pay for none of that
1: stuff. I totally forgot they were fighting this weekend to be 100 percent honest with you. I it was I, last week
2: Oh, it was last weekend. Last weekend was the was the Mayweather, and then on Wednesday, that's how bad the oh. Lamar Odom fight was. That was like on a Wednesday or Tuesday or some shit. What was oh, the, oh, the was oh. That? oh,
0: yeah, it was on a. I think it was on. – what is it the eleventh? So that was on. That was on Thursday, I think. It was a little bit. uh, uh You know, I would say for the for the Logan Paul match, it was kind of what you expected. I honestly, conspiracy brother, in me thinks that. um Floyd Mayweather obviously was getting paid a certain, you know, fee, just a box. He was going to make his millions to box regardless. And then the pay-per-view points, he was going to get some on. And then the gambling side, this fool could – he was like, man, this is easier than y'all realize. I can basically carry this fight. I could bet for it to go all eight rounds and make even more money. So I think what he did was he he, he did the full trifecta. He did the Harlem Knights thing where he got all the money from every angle. He got paid up front. He got pay-per-view pies, which was they said uh, reached a million. And then – he probably had people gambling his money on himself to go all eight rounds to make even more money. So, shout out to Floyd Mayweather, sponsorship. Good is an ancient Anglo-Saxon word. Go off, meaning the absence of color,
3: i.e. it's all
0: good, which it is. He called himself a legalized bank robber. That's what he called himself this week. So that's exactly what he did. That's what he did. That's what he did. So, um, we had some fan mail. From uh, Todd Wagner, who uh, is saying, boxing is dead. The promoters are no longer even valid, and which was killing the sport to begin with. But now we, have, now we have social media figures running their own promotion and fighting subpar fights, which are making more money and getting more pay-per-view buys and eyes on it than real boxing. Boxing has done it to itself. It is officially dead. What do you guys think about that?
4: Well, I think, um, yeah, so there's, there's there's just, like, music or sports. There are people that are really good at doing it, and people are really bad at doing it. So, like, I think uh, Logan and Jake Paul are really good at promoting their fight. But the next, this past weekend, there was TikTok versus YouTubers, and that shit did <laughs> terrible. Like, they were not <laughs> – nobody was watching that.
0: That there's happened a, this weekend? You heard
4: of That happened this weekend. A bunch of YouTubers versus a bunch of uh, TikTok <laughs> – TikTokers. I don't know what you call them. But anyway, they had a full card of boxing.
0: And, and <laughs> how many, how many, how many pay-per-view buys did they get?
4: <laughs> Man, I'm sure none, dude. <laughs> did you buy it? <laughs> no. Nope. Let's take a poll this podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about it. You should take a poll Did we even know about.
0: According to the high score 510 poll, 0%, there were zero buys <laughs> for that <laughs> shitty pay-per-view. Well,
4: yeah, the great thing is everybody thinks they can fight. But it, but but they're all really good. Oh, at that. Big shot. that is, which is promoting a fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think. I see. I'm seeing a clip from this fight right here. I don't even know who this is. Is Peter Guns versus? Oh, Sisko. Peter, the rapper Peter Guns. Uptown baby, uptown baby,
2: uptown baby. Peter Guns. You don't remember Peter Guns, Jared? I remember Peter Guns.
1: I remember that week ass. Peter Guns yeah. and Lord Tyreek. Yeah, that's, uh... Yo! <laughs> that Steely Dan sample. Deja Vu. Deja Vu. And what? That song charted, like...
2: Oh, charted one. Man, then they came yeah. out with all them remixes in every city you went to. They had a
1: remix of the Bay Area. Yeah, they made a lot of money off of that one song. Well, they, they, they
2: paid a lot of money for that Steely Dan sample. Yeah, yeah I,
1: feel,
4: I feel like they... I feel like this whole boxing and they figure out a way to do bum fights but you use like people who've been on TV before. <laughs> like, remember that was Bill Big back in the day, like yeah, you know, like yeah. You yeah. give I'll two fight. homeless people like $50 each, is like, hey, y'all fight for like three minutes. <laughs> like I feel like that's what this is. It's just a little more organized.
1: <laughs> you, you know, know what? what? Man, uh, the internet really changed the game on all this. Just like Brandon said, It's just it's YouTubers, it's it's whoever get the most clicks, they go out and fight. This really changed the game,
0: man. Y'all see Lamar Odom's uh, draws the whole fight. Draws? Oh, because his pants are falling down. Dude, they was sad. like they were high in the front and they just just dangling in the back, bro. You see that? And <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he has no experience wearing shorts in an athletic competition. Like, he should be able to. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is going on? Dude, it was it was odd. So yeah, Lamar Odom TKO'd uh, uh, Aaron Carter in the second round, and uh, Aaron Carter looked like he didn't want no more problems, but <laughs> uh,
4: God, he was young to stop that. It looked it did that one did look like Mike Tyson punch out though. He looked so short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one did look fair.
0: Yeah, that one did look fair, dude. He... Yeah, it looked bad. It looked really bad. I don't, and the people who are in the crowd. So somebody said, I paid $30 for this bullshit.
4: <laughs> 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 but you had to know it was bullshit
3: before
4: you
2: got there, really. Really? <laughs> <And Chuck laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be bad at yourself because you had to know you're watching a guy that almost di- died in a whorehouse for taking too many gas, uh, gas station sex drugs and, le- and illegal drugs combined with the guy who. Just did what happened to Aaron Carter recently? He was in the news talking. Family tried to have him
0: check commit. Yeah, he he's trying to fight his own family, I think, and yeah, it's a couple other things. I,
1: don't, I have no idea who Aaron Carter is.
0: He <laughs> is the younger brother of Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. He don't know
1: who Nick Carter is. Oh, yeah, he's, I don't he, have no idea who Nick Carter is either.
0: Okay, he's a white well, Aaron, dude that had mediocre talent that was put in a boy band. <laughs>
1: Why is look at the weight class? Look how uh, Lamar I Odom. I I thought they would be close because I didn't have any idea who these, who these people are. I was like, okay, some big kid or something like that. Look at the size of Lamar Odom compared to this kid. Yeah, well, it was it was it was ridiculous. That that's not that's not fair, and, and nobody should have allowed it. Who allowed this?
2: Maybe they figured that Lamar Odom would be high on gas station sex drugs and, and and regular recreational drugs, and he wouldn't be able to move as fast or well.
0: That's what they thought. They probably,
2: yeah. That's a steroid. The funny thing is, look who the look who the referee is. It's like you Chuck trust Liddell. you trust Chuck Liddell to be able to
0: referee, right? <laughs> yeah, Chuck Liddell is not not the person that should be fight, uh, doing this, but you know Chuck got to make money too, I guess. Yeah, hey, I man, he was tight
5: before people really started making money in MMA. He was it. <laughs> he is tight when he was
0: fighting people who are novices. That's what Chuck Liddell was tight. He's fighting weak people. Well, yeah, so I guess my question is, uh, with these pay-per-views doing so well, at least the Mayweather-Paul one doing so well at $50 a pop, um, and the Jake Paul fighting um, Ben Askren sold, uh, they said close to a million, uh, the Paul brothers are now getting – Uh, you know, saying a lot of buzz for, you know, having the biggest buys in boxing currently. Um, They're also transitioning to fighting MMA fighters, or at least Jake Paul is, as he's scheduled to fight Tyron Woodley later this year. Um, And these fighters are realizing they can make more money to do a celebrity boxing match against the Paul brother or against somebody else than they are to fight in the UFC. So my question is, are the Paul brothers, the new Moses of the UFC fighters pay liberation?
1: With Dana White being so stingy, um, not not splitting some of his profits in a fair manner, you gotta understand these guys out here fighting, getting concussed, getting hurt, breaking legs, tearing limbs, <laughs> and for what? Like like fifteen thousand dollars a fight on the on the lower cards, mm-hmm. and they can hop into some of these celebrity fights and get a whole million. I blame the promoters for allowing uh, these amateurs out here just to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in a, a digital age, you know, you are in a uh, YouTube age so where you can pretty much in, entertain yourself in on any format, you got to be creative enough and not be as stingy. Um, so you don't lose your, all your clientele. Uh, this is not forward thinking on, like Dana, the, the boxing, whatever they call, it. what is it, the IBA? They're not progressive, so they're losing. They're losing out to these YouTube stars or people that are retired. You got people coming out retired. If they, I believe, if they pay their fighters a fair wage um, and show some type of professionalism, like the fighters do, but the bag is all going to one place or going to one person.
0: 80 to 85% of the money goes back to the UFC. 15%. Uh, at most 20% is being split between the fighters pay.
1: And that's why they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to like, wait a minute. I'm sitting up here, all this training, all this hard training that UFC is not easy. I mean, there's people you've heard stories of these fighters getting hurt in sparring matches and practices and they getting and they were, they're doing regular jobs bouncer jobs and all this stuff no man it should be some type of uh i'm not saying union but it should be something something they can get together to put together um we discussed it on the show before now they would just go to youtube and fight some goofy and get paid now, well i guess you had it coming
2: Oh, but yeah. they still got to develop a name for themselves now. They can't they can't be like some weak UFC fighter and then thinking yeah. that Logan or Jake Paul are gonna be like, hey man, I'll fight you. No, they still gotta have a name.
1: They, they do Jake have Paul, to have Sparta. a name. No, I'm saying you gotta build up a name. You're right. You build up a name, but they're not gonna you're not gonna have a uh, grand marquee because they're not gonna stay for long.
4: Right. Well, yeah, I think you'll have more of the John Jones situation where he doesn't want to fight unless he gets a big paycheck. Yeah. And then a lot of middle-tier people are gonna try to get to that level and then bounce out. And other stuff too, um, yeah. No, but I think the one thing that's good about the UFC, like nobody can really like, you can't really duck a lot of fighters. Yeah. I feel like the UFC really organizes it where like you're gonna see the fights you want to see, unless you want to see McGregor and Diaz again. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> you, you usually get you usually get the fights that are that are the, the, two people that are well matched. Um, I think that's a good thing. But at the same time, yeah, I think Dana White, uh, all their money's allocated before they even pay the fighters. Uh, as far as the people he has the people
0: he deals with, you know, recently Paula Costa, who ha- he said he had never signed on to fight Jared Cannonier, uh, Paula Costa is a uh, is one of the top ranked uh, middleweights or yeah middleweights in in, in the UFC, um, and he said that he he said pay me, Paul, He pulled out of his UFC main event um, against Jared Cannonier for August twenty first. Um, because he says that the fighter pay in the UFC is a disgrace. He he's training and helping uh, Jake Paul do a little bit of uh, sparring, and basically when he realized how much money Jake Paul is making for doing this fight, um, he realized you know saying like why am I actually being a highly trained fighter and doing all this when you know saying these fools are gonna pay me like a hundredth of what Jake Paul is gonna make, or you know saying a, a tenth at most of what Jake Paul is making for being an amateur fighter, you know so. I think you're starting to see some fighters who are, who are clamoring to fight Jake Paul or Logan Paul or one of these celebrities, um, but also uh, maybe they'll start. They're starting to realize that there should be a bigger proportion of the money going, especially when they're fighting on the main card or they're fighting as the main event. They should be getting, you know, saying some kind of baseline uh, amount of money, which a lot of them are getting just twenty thousand dollars at most, or you know, the the minimum salary is uh, 1200, uh, $12,500 for a fight. And that's, if you're a lower tier fighter. Um, but you know, some of these guys are making twenty, thirty thousand, 30,000, maybe $50,000 for a fight. Um, but if you're, you know, you're headlining and you got a name, you should be making, you know, a good amount of money where you're not going to be still scraping and scrounging to get by as a fighter. Cause you got to pay your, your team that trains you, you got to pay your training fees and all that goes into it. Um, And then not to mention, if there's any like lingering health issues, like the USC covers uh, your immediate health issues. But like if you got to buy prescriptions and you got to do other things later on rehab, they're not. I don't know how much they actually cover their fighters uh, through all that stuff. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect them to cover them, like have some kind of comprehensive health plan for them other than like if you have an injury related directly to a fight, they'll help you. They'll pay for that for you to get that fixed immediately. But otherwise, any lingering shit you got to deal with on your own.
1: Yeah, I think they're contractors. So basically, UFC they're gig orders. Yeah, they they're they, they they run at ten ninety nine. I told. Yeah. That's why I told one of the fighters they need to get him an escort.
0: <laughs> but so, are the Paul brothers going to be the the people who are actually going to carry this uh, fighter pay movement in the in in MMA to some kind of co- collective movement where the fighters are going to get some kind of collective representation, or, or are they just uh, you know saying uh, no? A they're shooting just cashing out, man. They're just shooting star. They're cashing out.
2: Because think about it. If, if fools will be like, man, oh, man, I'm quitting UFC. Like, good people. It's not long that the Paul brothers going to keep losing. And nobody want to watch, going to pay to somebody keep losing, right? So, I mean, it's a shooting star. They're taking advantage of this moment. I agree with, the, with, with, our, with our caller, our fan mail. Yeah, boxing is dying. Did they do it to themselves? I think it's just like UFC. Every sport does it to themselves. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said, when democracy dies, it's not gonna die for something on the outside. It's gonna, it's gonna die by the inside.
0: Oh, that, 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 that racist swine, uh, Abraham Lincoln?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that one. You talking about that poor white trash?
0: <laughs> <laughs> MLB baseball has a problem. There has been growing concern and growing knowledge of pitchers using substances on the balls. Garrett Cole, one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball, had this to say this week when asked whether or not he had ever used anything such as Spider Tech to doctor the balls. I
5: don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite, I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in, in terms of that. Uh, in terms of the communication between our peers and whatnot, um, you know. And and I again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, you know, this is important to a lot of people that love the game. This is a, including, including the players in this room, including fans, including you know teams. And so, if MLB wants to, you know, legislate some more stuff, that's a conversation that we can have, um, because. Ultimately, we should all be pulling in the same direction on this. All right. So uh, Garrett Cole definitely used spider tech
0: (laughs) on the balls and is one of the pitchers (laughs) who has definitely been doctoring the balls to increase their spin rate in the last few years. What do you guys think about that? I think it's
2: not like it's one or a few. It's it's basically almost all. It's a lot of pitchers. But here's the thing, Jared. I'll be honest with you. I heard about this like two, three years, about three years ago. Three years ago, three years ago, you hear about this. Baseball always rides shit as far as they can ride it to the point where it gets to the point where they don't, they look stupid for not taking care of it. Just like the, the sign stealing, right? When they were using technology to sign steal. Baseball knew about it. That's why they sent out a memo b- even before the Astros did their trash can things and they sent out memos after. Baseball doesn't know how to handle things to keep things off the sport.
0: Yeah. Baseball is like that parent. Who lets the party keep going because everyone's having a good time and it seems everyone's enjoying themselves. And then the, and then they let it go a little too far and then somebody gets in a car crash or somebody gets the police call. Somebody, get shot. somebody yeah, gets somebody shot. Get shot. Somebody breaks something in the house. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Something something bad happens. And then they're like, oh, we gotta let's change the rules now. Next time we have this party, we're gonna try and remember what we remember this time. But then they go have another party later on and the same shit happens. You know, I remember Trevor Bauer coming out and speaking about it, um, saying that the Houston pitchers were some of those guys and Verlander Mm -hmm. getting his spin rate a couple years ago.
2: Verlander was looking like he was washed at the end of Detroit. Right? And then all of a sudden he gets to Houston and and him and Cole. And Cole, Cole was a guy who had like one and a half good years up in Pittsburgh. And all of a sudden he gets to Houston and they become this dominant force that are breaking everywhere. I was so mad when Garrett Cole broke uh, J.R. Richardson's strikeout for the season record at Houston. It really pissed me off. Cause one, J.R. Richardson did it with less innings and two, uh, J.R. Richardson did it without any cheating. And I knew, I knew, I mean, Trevor Bauer, like you said, he talked about it for years. And it was like, we sat here and we knew about it for years. Baseball always wait till people gets out of control with the shit before they do anything. The steroid era, it was the same shit. Uh, Tony Gwynn said this, Tony Gwynn said this back in like 92. During spring training, he told Tim and Buster. he told him, man, he said, man, there's something up with those guys at the Oakland A's because they were playing the A's in the spring training game. So they worked out together and they only had one weight room at the facility. And he said, man, looking at the way with these fools are lifted, something's up because these guys are lifted. And don't forget, Tony Gwynn was a multiple star athlete in high school and college. So he knew how you know, baseball players lift compared to other sports, to football and other sports lifting. You know, he went to college. He saw, he was using the weight room. You know, when you're in there, you see football players in the weight room and see how they really left. So for him to see Mark McGuire and, and Kaseko and those guys lifting weights that he probably saw more than college football players lifting defensive linemen, he knew something was up. Baseball knew it. They let themselves, he said that before the strike, before the strike, like steroids in baseball wasn't new. The Bash brothers were using them before the strike. And then baseball turned a blind eye to get the, get the money back in it. Baseball always turns black eye, blind eyes until it gets out of control.
0: And then Mark McGuire got them big jowls with that ground beef skin on his face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just bad acne. You don't talk about somebody's bad acne, Jared. Damn. Damn.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't realize middle age acne was a thing unless you were taking steroids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need to get little p on this because um, I need a professional opinion. You know, he's got those professional opinions on how to spin that ball. You got, you got, to, you have to have a p- pitcher on. See if he's you not know, busy.
2: And we need him to use Spider Attack for one game to see how much it helps his game
1: out. Exactly. If you're not, if you're not cheating, you're not trying in the game of ba- baseball. Uh... If these tackers, Rub rubbing dirt, mud, Mississippi mud. Uh, what else they use, Aaron? Uh, um, um, uh, Visine, uh,
2: Vaseline, Vaseline,
1: Vaseline, KY jelly. I mean, all these things they use to um, to get some type of so either grip or slip slipperiness on the ball, so the ball changes direction. Mm-hmm. Um, th- these are practices that that have been you know. Hey, whew, out the sixties, fifties, maybe, you know, spitballs, uh, uh, you know, just different, different type of things to cheat the game. It was corking bats. What was the first cork bat? Was that by? I, don't I think know. I'm not a I'm not a no, baseball aficionado. But don't was so it was so many cork bats back in the days, and I'm talking about days before we our parents was born, basically. Um, it seemed like the baseballs always had some type of edge of cheating. The small cheating. It's big cheating. uh uppers, downers, whatever it is. It's always been something. The game has been sully, but um, just like NASCAR, or when they, when they use all their tricks, baseball has <laughs> their tricks, you know? So it's always something with baseball when it comes to getting an advantage and they, maybe they do because it's you know it brings attention when you have either people knocking it out the park or you're getting these long these uh no hitters but i'm not a baseball aficionado you need a pro for this one.
0: i think baseball is is a microcosm of of, of uh, america in many ways it's situationally based and it's situationally biased and just like Garrett cole said some of these things have been passed down just like racism been passed down from generation to generation uh and privilege is passed down from generation to generation you know what i'm saying he, he all he's doing is spelling out the the american story so you know it is what it is um i think it's another one of those unwritten rules you know in baseball you can try and find any edge you can as long as you don't get caught or as long as you know what i'm saying uh yeah really as long as you don't get caught it's all good you know what i'm saying you can go down the record books, books for being tight while using some kind of substance or some kind of advantage that nobody else had you know what i'm saying um whether it's a uh, Steroids, spider tech, pine tar, segregation. You know you can go down the record boots for being tight as long as you had it on your side. Play to your play to your advantage. Passed down from generation to generation. Those Negroes don't play in this league. Don't worry about it. We're gonna set some records. Cutty going to shoutouts. Cutty going to shoutouts. Cutty going to shoutouts is the segment we have the show on. Uh, where we uh, get a chance to rant, complain, or speak about something that's just been agitating you all week. Or you can speak something positive into the world and highlight something that's going on that is positive. Uh, cutty Corner shout outs. Cutty Corner shout outs. It's, it's time. time. It's time. Cutty,
3: cutty, cutty. We're back!
0: cutty corner shout outs aaron do you have a cutty corner shout out
2: i did and i forgot to write it down and i'm really upset with myself because i had a good one and i forgot to write it down and i'm sitting here like man i I have no idea what it was about it was a good cutty corner shout out too but i don't remember what it was about i'm looking around like I thought i wrote it usually i usually put it in my phone but i thought i wrote it somewhere
0: is it fireworks or new apple that's, uh, that's, apple laptops not having proper yeah, not, I,
2: that i mean that can always be one that the uh, apple and other new laptops not putting the hdmi i mean not not putting the um what's the cord I'm thinking of and uh, usb uh a usb like which computer doesn't use usb you got two ports here you don't and one of them is not a usb to make you spend an additional twenty dollars It just that's ridiculous that could always be a shout out but it was something else and i can't remember oh i know now i remember the shout out goes out to zoom <laughs> to zoom so today i spent i mean this week i spent a total of nine over nine and a half hours in meetings which is usually for my job the last week is what we call our fun week we have like we have to finish up attendance and other things and various paperwork. And then usually we finish that up and then we, you know, get to our, get to the end of our year. And that last year, we might have one meeting in person. It might last maybe an hour, two hours, it usually involves food. It's the end of the year. Like it's a nice wind down to the end of the year, but now we got new supervisors and different things. And for some reason people really like zoom and they really want to meet on zoom and zoom allows them to have like, because it's not in person, they don't have to book the conference room or anything like that. Zoom allows them to go longer or more, meet more than before, right? And, and so my problem has been Zoom. I mean, I was so upset. These meetings were long and pointless that I was so upset that I thought to myself, if I ever have a time machine, right? Most people would be like, man, if I had a time machine, I'll go back and buy this Apple stock. I'll go back and buy Uh, try to you know change this one thing and make the world a better place let me tell you something if I had a time machine when I come back I'm gonna still have the money I have and be living in this part of Oakland I live in and the world's still gonna be the world because two things ain't gonna happen I'm not gonna buy Apple stock for 25 cent a share one and I'm not gonna go back and kill Hitler I tell you the one person I will go for I'm going back and I'm getting the dude that created Zoom and I'll, I'm I'm getting him and I don't know whatever age they want to test me out. I'm just going to say it has to be from the moment he born to to before he created Zoom. I don't care. Just sit me there. I'll take care of this because that motherfucker wasted my life, man. He already got me having migraines as an adult because uh, supervisors who want to who, who feel like to justify the job during a pandemic. You got to be on Zoom the number of hours you work. So I'm sitting there on Zoom all day getting migraines. Never. I only had one as an adult which was years ago, which was in the 90s, 90s. I had three since we, or two since we were on during the pandemic on Zoom, two. And I tell you this, the creator of Zoom, I hope he burns in hell. And I hope, you know, he's next to Hitler in hell watching Little Nas give the devil, Little Nas X give the devil a lap dance.
1: So my real court, cutting corner shout out goes out to the NBA, this youth NBA, the new NBA in uh, fast breaks. So during this playoffs, I watch countless teams, countless players on a wide open fast break. and I believe we said this on the show, but now it's in their head. so, so deep, like they can't think on their own. They're either trying to throw a lob, they're running to a three point corner, or they're just uh, plain and simple missing layups. They're contested layups. I I, 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 you know, I have to admit, but they're missing. And I'm like, dude, dunk the ball every time! there's a fast break. I don't want to see nobody. I would, I would coach this old school so, so bad. Don't nobody. Those free two points, two points. It's free. And sometimes it'll be three because the dude you're going to the basket on is going to foul you. They'll one. on aren't shacking a fool. When Kyle Kuzma tried to throw a lob to LeBron James and realized LeBron James was covered, it ended up shortchanging it to the same side of the rim, and it made Shaq in a fool. You know why it made Shaq in a fool? Because he's a fool. And this, But it's just it's, it's a trend in the NBA. I watched, uh, I think, Randall miss a wide-open layup. He's 6'8". I watch. Uh, I think it was a John Collins that had a breakaway and missed. It tried to lay the ball up instead of slam dunking the ball. When is this in fast break? Are you you you're trying to be so finesse or trying to figure out? Oh, should I hit this three pointer or should I go um, go to the rim, do this under the basket layup and miss? What happened to tapping? What happened to dunking? Just tap the ball in. Use the backboard. <laughs> You'll tap. take tapping right now. You'll take tap. tapping over just the tap, play. Exactly. <laughs> just tap. Man, what is going on out here? I'm, I'm just watching people miss just wide open or contested layups so bad on a fast break. No, you gotta slam dunk the ball. You you gotta throw that down. You know, it I see, you know, people doing it in 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 the you can slam dunk the ball. Or you get dug on somebody and you're in a set and you run it, you know, you're down there on five or five. You can slam back the door on a fast break. You know why? Because you have momentum. There ain't no Byron Scott's out there. There ain't nobody gonna pull up from 20 feet and hit jump shots like Byron Scott and who else used to do that, Aaron? Orlando Woolridge, uh, Orlando, um, yeah, Mark used to do that too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I know there was some other players. that was like they was money on a pull up. No, pull yeah, Byron Scott was up.
2: money. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like Mark it Aguirre. Was like Mark Aguirre. Yeah, yeah they, they 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 were better at shooting on like going full speed and just stopping and popping.
1: Stopping. Yeah, stop and pop. This that was a famous. But, but tick- that was also tick- how, tick- how tick- the thing. coaches used to teach back
2: in the eighties. They used to teach you to spot, You know, yeah. like either go straight in or stop and pop if there's if there's a big guy under there. But now, like you said, could just go to the goddamn basket.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's all this, we got these great athletes. These guys can jump out the gym. Are they more athletic than the guys in the 80s? Of course. Are they smarter? No, no. You can see, you can actually watch them practice or, or bring to the game what they learn in practice. Oh, I gotta run to the three-point line. I gotta get to the three-point line, jack up this three on a fast break. <laughs> So they automatically, it's, it's ingrained in their head, they can't get it out their mind. I just, I just watch so many players do it, this, this playoffs, these playoff series. So that's my cutty corner shout out, not just having the, the wits to go up aggressively towards a two pointer.
0: Well, my cutty corner shout out goes out to the subculture created by Uber and Lyft drivers. Motherfuckers who just decide to double park in the middle of a goddamn lane randomly, (laughs) especially the ones who do it after they just made a turn onto the street. (laughs) If you don't get your podunk, idiotic, dumb, you know, self-centered non-understanding of sharing the road or space with other people uh, ass out my way, I'm going to start carrying extra used batteries in my car, so I'm going to throw them at your windows as I drive by. OK, so I'm tired of motherfuckers pulling over and just blocking a whole lane of traffic instead of clearly when there's an area to pull over. It could be a parking spot. It could be a driveway. You know, it could be a red or yellow zone. Pull over. If you're sitting there to wait for somebody, you can always pull over. You don't have to just stop in the middle of the street and sit there and block traffic and then all of a sudden create some kind of congestion and people trying to swerve over and get get, get over it, almost getting accidents because they're trying to get around you and there's people in the other lane. Or we got to swerve into oncoming traffic to get around you because we're trying to continue driving instead of being stopped by your punk ass who don't want to just pull over. Something's got to be done about this. Lyft and Uber need to be charged extra service fees. They should also be charged for any accidents that are caused after a car is decided to be dope parked instead of just pulling the fuck over. And secondarily, anybody who is doing, who is like sees that and is influenced by that should be slapped in the goddamn face. Okay. You see you see you see people doing stupid shit, you just gonna say, Oh, they doing it, so I'm gonna start doing that stupid shit. No. Pull your ass over and stop blocking traffic. What's wrong with you motherfuckers?
1: <laughs> I actually seen that, Jared. When I, last time I was out there, the overdriver picked picked us up and he was all out in the middle of the street. <laughs>
2: Oh, you talking about when he picked us up? Yeah, we picked
0: us yeah. up. and there's a driveway yeah, right in front of Aaron's building where he yeah. could pull over and just not block traffic, right? He didn't even right? try. He didn't even, he didn't try, even Jared. try, He, didn't he, even try. Aaron, he was
2: tried. all <laughs> in the middle of the street. He blocked. He blocked like he blocked it where you could make the right turn too. He stayed in the middle of the street and blocked. cars, could make a right turn to get on that. Yeah, he
0: was it. Dude, yeah, these just these pull over. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Man, we um, dropped us off in the middle of the street.
2: I was also going to give a shout out to Ned Beatty, Ned Beatty, the uh, actor uh, who was the first person on on film to get made to squeal like a pig, right? In uh, that movie Deliverance, where he was made to squeal like that, a pig.
0: That, that's, uh, uh, that's that's <laughs> Ian Kelly. Shout out to Ian Kelly. That's a, one of his favorite movies. Yeah.
2: Oh, it is. Oh, that's a great movie. Deliverance is a great movie. Who picking the banshee here? Yeah. Uh, but Ned Beatty's passed away today. Passed
0: yeah, shout away. Out,
2: shout out to Ned Beatty. Sponsorship.
1: On wow. come, come on our show. Come on, cheer! come on, cheer!
0: Aside from that, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Oh yeah, Ned Beatty, he's a good actor. He's a good guy, I liked him. That is our show. Any final words y'all have for our fans out there?
3: Fans out We're there, here. thank you for tuning in. Come back, uh, I hope I sound all right this show. I will have my microphone hooked up next week. My computer like crashed, but I couldn't get it going. It won't restart in safe mode, so I, I was worried that it was gonna move too slow online. So I have to use my laptop, but it has no, it has no, uh, HDMI or, or, or USB cord that I hook up to it. So next week I'll be able to have my mic in sound a little better right now. I probably sound like Pedro the truck. So I want to apologize to our fans.
1: Last, last week when you had your computer run, um, you accidentally shared a screen and it said, uh, Spank Bang BBW in Asia.
2: <laughs> Come on, man. That's that's a very small category. <laughs> it's worth looking at.
0: Aaron's computer is, you know, he's been carrying so many bad bitches on it that it needs a break. That's the problem. That's sure, why. I think it's got some hard. It's got some big shoulders. this computer.
2: I make sure my computer. Most people can't say they get they download work. My
3: computer's earn their money in that that time. Right, I you say that they earn their money.
0: Thank you for listening to our show. Uh, stay healthy. Stay stay positive. Stay safe. And uh, you know, what I'm saying, uh, tap in with us. Uh, check out our Patreon page. We love to support and uh, send us fan mail if you got any questions or anything you want us to talk about. Send it in to us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, or at uh, highscore gmail.com. Can I say one thing? Yes, Patrick. Let me say one
1: thing. Fans out here. Yes. I'm just praying in tongues to end the show so we can have some
3: more blessings.
2: <laughs> you need to prank tongues for this movie, Clueless and on. Did anybody else, I well, only person realized this fool was like in law school and he started dating his stepsister who was in high school?
0: Yep, yep. There a problem with that.
1: Yeah. Hey.
2: Your
3: hey, boy Ant-Man? Hey, yeah,
1: let's cancel it. That's why. Yeah.
3: My- is that is that why Ant yeah. Man was on house arrest in, uh, in Ant Man too? Yeah, yeah he's, he's still dealing with the
0: charges <laughs> from that. Twenty years later. <laughs> Got to hey, All right, well, uh, thank you for listening to our show and uh, stay healthy, stay positive. We'll see you next time, and we will leave you with this Dead people shit, all right? Shit, man, I'm doing this shit because this shit's business.
2: Not as soon as we get the shit, watch y'all back and shit. Dude. Yeah, I'm my shit. It's like killing some shit twice,
3: man. To refried beans, and some
1: shit. buy that shit right the first time. Shit! It's dead people's shit. Now, where's the shit? Get the shit. The shit that you found. I found a whole stock of them in the alley. Whoa, 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 you get it when we get the shit. The shit. <laughs> the shit. Drugs.
0: The drugs, and I get
3: the money.
2: Kill that noise, man. Let's just get the shit. You'll get the shit. You'll be
3: knee-deep in the shit. Insane in the membrane, I for sure. What shit he talking about, man? Man, what type of shit? Can we just get our shit and go?
1: Man, you for real? Yes. This
3: is bullshit. Let's get this shit over with. Let's see how real this shit is. You got all the shit.
1: what what that shit
3: wasn't funny cops or some shit that's shit let's just get the shit first shit how oh, we don't get the shit Ooh. shit
4: do do that will be fine we don't get the shit i'm gonna shit
3: Ain't this some shit crazy Ooh. Ooh.
0: Well all I know is that I had to keep Ed safe from going to search out weed in the city he didn't know that well and from people that he didn't know. So we knock on a dough and uh, yeah Ed the, the worst part about this is that Ed is a dude who looks like wearing a cut-off denim sleeve jacket. Um black all black denim sl- no sleeves on the denim jacket with patches on it. He looked real skinny slightly emaciated and he was like peeked in. He's like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, we were told we can get to that. He's like, okay. He takes us in there to the big room that had a mini fridge and a boost boom box speaker on top of the mini fridge, one lamp and a desk. The rest of the room was empty, Pedro. There was nothing else in here except this desk with a couple scales and bags of weed on it. <laughs> the dude said, you got, I got this. Then the other is this price. What do you want? And this dude was like a probably in his late 40s, early 50s, bald dude, same get up, all black denim, no sleeves on his denim jacket uh, and some tattoos looking like he was like the head boss of some biker gang. And uh, so Ed up in here being like, oh, yeah, well, how much do you think we should get? I was like, "Ed, we going back tonight, so we don't want to try and bring it across the border. So I was like maybe two grams should be enough for us to smoke in the next six to eight hours. We're going to be here. So Ed's like, yeah, let's can we get two grams in? Ed looks in his wallet for $20. He ain't got $20. He ain't, nigga, this Negro ain't got $20. Ed never
2: carries cash. He never carries cash. He I looked he in looked his him. wallet.
0: And before asking me if I had cash, he looks up to the dude and be like, do y'all take credit card? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually hilarious. I looked at him like, I said, Ed, this is how we get shot. You don't ask a drug dealer if they take credit card (laughs) to them. Either you are an idiot or you sound like a fed who's undercover.